First Nephi chapter 8. Nephi introduces this chapter by telling us that before they began their journey, they gathered together all kinds of seeds in Jerusalem. This included both grains and fruit seeds. These were carried in huge bags on each side of a camel, and they weighed around 150 to 180 pounds. And it came to pass that we had gathered together all manner of seeds of every kind, both of grain of every kind, and also of the seeds of fruit of every kind. Before long, this company of pilgrims will move on. But before they do so, the Lord had some important things to teach them. It all began after Lehi had a spectacular dream. And it came to pass that while my father tarried in the wilderness, he spake unto us, saying, Behold, I have dreamed a dream, or in other words, I have seen a vision. And behold, because of the thing which I have seen, I have reason to rejoice in the Lord because of Nephi and also of Sam. For I have reason to suppose that they, and also many of their seed, will be saved. But behold, Laman and Lemuel, I fear exceedingly because of you. For behold, methought I saw in my dream a dark and dreary wilderness. There is no doubt that this dream had a special message for Laman and Lemuel. And it came to pass that I saw a man, and he was dressed in a white robe, and he came and stood before me. And it came to pass that he spake unto me and bade me follow him. And it came to pass that as I followed him, I beheld myself that I was in a dark and dreary waste. And after I had traveled for the space of many hours in darkness, I began to pray unto the Lord that he would have mercy on me, according to the multitude of his tender mercies. And it came to pass, after I had prayed unto the Lord, I beheld a large and spacious field. And it came to pass that I beheld a tree, whose fruit was desirable to make one happy. And it came to pass that I did go forth and partake of the fruit thereof. And I beheld that it was most sweet above all that I ever before tasted. Yea, and I beheld that the fruit thereof was white, to exceed all the whiteness that I had ever seen. And as I partook of the fruit thereof, it filled my soul with exceeding great joy. Wherefore I began to be desirous that my family should partake of it also, for I knew that it was desirable above all other fruit, it is typical of Lehi that he wanted to share this precious fruit with the members of his family. And as I cast my eyes round about, that perhaps I might discover my family also, I beheld a river of water, and it ran along, and it was near the tree of which I was partaking the fruit. And I looked to behold from whence it came, and I saw the head thereof a little way off, and at the head thereof I beheld your mother, Sariah, and Sam, and Nephi. And they stood as if they knew not whither they should go. And it came to pass that I beckoned unto them. And I also did say unto them with a loud voice that they should come unto me and partake of the fruit which was desirable above all other fruit. 
And it came to pass that they did come unto me, and partake of the fruit also. But Lehi's great concern was for Laman and Lemuel. From the beginning of this trip, these two elder sons had been a constant source of worry. And it came to pass that I was desirous that Laman and Lemuel should come and partake of the fruit also. Wherefore I cast mine eyes towards the head of the river, that perhaps I might see them. And it came to pass that I saw them, but they would not come unto me and partake of the fruit. Even in his dream, Lehi was disappointed in these two elder brothers. Now Lehi begins to notice some additional important details about his dream. It turns out that every element of his dream contained important symbols implying important lessons to be learned. And I beheld a rod of iron, and it extended along the bank of the river, and led to the tree by which I stood. And I also beheld a straight and narrow path, which came along by the rod of iron, even to the tree by which I stood. And it also led by the head of the fountain unto a large and spacious field, as if it had been a world. So far we have had the symbol of the vast field representing the world. Then we have an iron rod extending along the banks of the river, and it led to the magnificent tree where Lehi was standing. Nearby was a beautiful fountain, and not far from it was a large, spacious building. And I saw numberless concourses of people, many of whom were pressing forward, that they might obtain the path which led unto the tree by which I stood. And it came to pass that they did come forth, and commence in the path which led to the tree. And it came to pass that there arose a mist of darkness, yea, even an exceeding great mist of darkness, insomuch that they who had commenced in the path did lose their way, that they wandered off and were lost. This dream was like a parable. He beheld hosts of people pressing forward toward the path with the iron rod, However, there were mists of darkness that enveloped these masses of people, and they lost their way. And it came to pass that I beheld others pressing forward, and they came forth and caught hold of the end of the rod of iron, and they did press forward through the mist of darkness, clinging to the rod of iron, even until they did come forth and partake of the fruit of the tree. And after they had partaken of the fruit of the tree, they did cast their eyes about as if they were ashamed. This second host of people actually reached the tree with the precious and delicious fruit. But when they looked around, they acted as though they were ashamed. And I also cast my eyes round about and beheld on the other side of the river of water a great and spacious building. And it stood as it were in the air, high above the earth, And it was filled with people, both old and young, both male and female. And their manner of dress was exceeding fine. And they were in the attitude of mocking and pointing their fingers towards those who had come at and were partaking of the fruit. And after they had tasted of the fruit, they were ashamed because of those that were scoffing at them. And they fell away into forbidden paths and were lost. It was amazing to Lehi that this large group of people who had reached the tree and partaken of the fruit were shamed into a feeling of guilt because the people in the large and spacious building were making fun of them. 
So this second group wandered away and were lost. Now I, Nephi, do not speak all the words of my father, but to be short in writing, behold, he saw other multitudes pressing forward, and they came and caught hold of the end of the rod of iron, and they did press their way forward, continually holding fast to the rod of iron, until they came forth and fell down and partook of the fruit of the tree. Lehi finally saw one group that were a complete success. They seized the rod of iron, they reached the tree where they could partake of the precious fruit. And he also saw other multitudes feeling their way towards that great and spacious building. And it came to pass that many were drowned in the depths of the fountain, and many were lost from his view, wandering in strange roads. And great was the multitude that did enter into that strange building. And after they did enter into that building, they did point the finger of scorn at me and those that were partaking of the fruit also, but we heeded them not. These are the words of my father, for as many as heeded them had fallen away. And Laman and Lemuel partook not of the fruit, said my father. But vast multitudes didn't get to the pathway leading to the tree. Instead, they became lost in the mists of darkness or became fascinated with the large and spacious building. They had only contempt for those who tried to get to the tree and partake of the delicious fruit. In deepest remorse, Lehi closed by saying, And Laman and Lemuel partook not of the fruit. And it came to pass, after my father had spoken all the words of his dream or vision, which were many, he said unto us, Because of these things which he saw in a vision, he exceedingly feared for Laman and Lemuel. Yea, he feared lest they should be cast off from the presence of the Lord. And he did exhort them then with all the feeling of a tender parent, that they would hearken to his words, that perhaps the Lord would be merciful to them and not cast them off. Yea, my father did preach unto them. And after he had preached unto them and also prophesied unto them of many things, he bade them to keep the commandments of the Lord. And he did cease speaking unto them. Once Lehi realized that his eldest sons were in jeopardy, he exhorted them to not let this dream come true. He poured out his heart to these two sons and gave them strong warnings that he had received for them in this dream. First Nephi chapter 9 A short time earlier, Nephi wanted us to know that he had written two sets of plates, but they are both called the plates of Nephi. Nevertheless, each set has a different purpose. Nephi apologizes that he cannot include some of the great things his father had received while living at their first encampment. And all these things did my father see and hear and speak as he dwelt in a tent in the valley of Lemuel, and also a great many more things which cannot be written upon these plates. And now, as I have spoken concerning these plates, behold, they are not the plates upon which I make a full account of the history of my people. For the plates upon which I make a full account of my people, I have given the name of Nephi, wherefore they are called the plates of Nephi, after mine own name. 
and these plates also are called the plates of Nephi. We later learn that the historic plates are called the large plates of Nephi, while the present record we are reading is called the small plates of Nephi. Nevertheless, I have received a commandment of the Lord that I should make these plates for the special purpose that there should be an account engraven of the ministry of my people. Upon the other plates should be engraven an account of the reign of the kings and the wars and contentions of my people. Wherefore, these plates are for the more part of the ministry, and the other plates are for the more part of the reign of kings and the wars and contentions of my people. Wherefore, the Lord hath commanded me to make these plates for a wise purpose in him, which purpose I know not. But the Lord knoweth all things from the beginning. Wherefore, he prepareth a way to accomplish all his works among the children of men. For behold, he hath all power unto the fulfilling of all his words. And thus it is. Amen. It puzzles Nephi that he should be asked to write the small plates of Nephi when much of it was on the large plates. Little did Nephi know how important the small plates would be when some of the translation of Lehi's writings would be lost in modern times during the translation process. We will relate the details of this story later. Nevertheless, God anticipated these events and made provision for them. 1 Nephi chapter 10 After Lehi related his dream about the tree with the precious fruit, he decided to share with his children some of the things he had seen during his vision of the coming destruction of Jerusalem. And now I, Nephi, proceed to give an account upon these plates of my proceedings and my reign and ministry. Wherefore, to proceed with mine account, I must speak somewhat of the things of my father and also of my brethren. It is obvious that Nephi is anxious to get on with his account. But first you must include a little more about his father. For behold, it came to pass, after my father had made an end of speaking the words of his dream, and also of exhorting them to all diligence, he spake unto them concerning the Jews, that after they should be destroyed, even that great city Jerusalem, and many be carried away captive into Babylon, according to the own due time of the Lord, they should return again, yea, even be brought back out of captivity. And after they should be brought back out of captivity, they should possess again the land of their inheritance. In this single verse, Lehi summarizes his third great vision. He saw Jerusalem destroyed and the survivors carried away to Babylon. But eventually they were returned to their own land. Yea, even six hundred years from the time that my father left Jerusalem, a prophet would the Lord God raise up among the Jews, even a Messiah, or, in other words, a Savior of the world. And he also spake concerning the prophets, how great a number had testified of these things concerning this Messiah, of whom he had spoken, or this Redeemer of the world, Wherefore, all mankind were in a lost and in a fallen state and ever would be, save they should rely on this Redeemer. 
Here is one of the keystone verses of the Book of Mormon. Father Lehi discloses that 600 years from the time he left Jerusalem, the Messiah will be born. This will be the great Messiah who will redeem all mankind. And he spake also concerning a prophet who should come before the Messiah to prepare the way of the Lord. Yea, even he should go forth and cry in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, and make his paths straight. For there standeth one among you whom ye know not, and he is mightier than I, whose shoes latchet I am not worthy to unloose. And much spake my father concerning this thing. And my father said he should baptize in Bethabara, beyond Jordan, and he also said he should baptize with water, even that he should baptize the Messiah with water. Nowhere in the Old Testament is the coming of John the Baptist described so completely as it is here. Isaiah simply said there would be a voice crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. But Lehi describes John's great mission. He said John would be the great baptizer, even baptizing the Savior himself. And after he had baptized the Messiah with water, he should behold and bear record that he had baptized the Lamb of God, who should take away the sins of the world. Notice that Lehi declared that John would know when he baptized Jesus that he was the Savior, the very Son of God. And it came to pass after my father had spoken these words, he spake unto my brethren concerning the gospel which should be preached among the Jews, and also concerning the dwindling of the Jews in unbelief. And after they had slain the Messiah who should come, and after he had been slain, he should rise from the dead, and should make himself manifest by the Holy Ghost unto the Gentiles. In this last message, we have the message of Lehi, which nearly got him killed. He declared that when Jesus came upon the earth, the Jews would mistake him for an imposter, and they would be the means of bringing about his death. Nevertheless, Lehi knew Jesus would rise from the dead, and afterwards the gospel of salvation would be taken to the Gentiles. Yea, even my father spake much concerning the Gentiles, and also concerning the house of Israel that they should be compared like unto an olive tree, whose branches should be broken off and should be scattered upon all the face of the earth. Wherefore he said it must needs be that we should be led with one accord into the land of promise, unto the fulfilling of the word of the Lord, that we should be scattered upon all the face of the earth. Lehi had also seen the children of Israel scattered all over the earth. He even knew that his family going into the promised land was part of the scattering process. And after the house of Israel should be scattered, they should be gathered together again, or in fine, after the Gentiles had received the fullness of the gospel, the natural branches of the olive tree, or the remnants of the house of Israel, should be grafted in, or come to the knowledge of the true Messiah, their Lord and their Redeemer. But Lehi also knew that in the latter days the people of Israel would be gathered, but it would be after the Gentiles had received the fullness of the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
And after this manner of language did my father prophesy, and speak unto my brethren, and also many more things which I do not write in this book, for I have written as many of them as were expedient for me in mine other book. And all these things of which I have spoken were done as my father dwelt in a tent in the valley of Lemuel. Apparently Lehi unloaded a whole encyclopedia of prophecy concerning the coming of Jesus Christ and the development of the gospel on the earth during the next 2,600 years. And it came to pass after I, Nephi, having heard all the words of my father concerning the things which he saw in a vision, and also the things which he spake by the power of the Holy Ghost, which power he received by faith on the Son of God, and the Son of God was the Messiah who should come. I, Nephi, was desirous also that I might see and hear and know of these things by the power of the Holy Ghost, which is the gift of God unto all those who diligently seek Him, as well in times of old as in the time that He should manifest Himself unto the children of men. Nephi feels assured that what God has revealed in the past can be revealed again. If it is the will of the Lord and individuals can make themselves worthy to receive it, these great truths of eternity can be revealed again. For he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the way is prepared for all men from the foundation of the world, if it so be that they repent and come unto him. For he that diligently seeketh shall find and the mysteries of God shall be unfolded unto them by the power of the Holy Ghost, as well in these times as in times of old, and as well in times of old as in times to come. Wherefore, the course of the Lord is one eternal round. Each person is responsible for the mysteries of God which are revealed to him. There will come a day of judgment when God will require an accounting from each of his servants. Therefore, remember, O man, for all thy doings thou shalt be brought into judgment. Wherefore, if ye have sought to do wickedly in the days of your probation, then ye are found unclean before the judgment seat of God. And no unclean thing can dwell with God, Wherefore ye must be cast off forever, and the Holy Ghost giveth authority that I should speak these things and deny them not. Nephi is becoming a disciplined servant of the Lord. He teaches only that which the Holy Ghost authorizes him to teach. Now in the next chapter the Lord begins to share with Nephi some of the most exciting information in the entire Book of Mormon. 